I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Anyway, so that's enough about me and Andy Coulson. <laughs> yes. Oh, hello. It's the um, Not the uh, Weekend podcast. Uh, I'm Frank Skinner and I'm here with uh, Emily and Gareth. Hello. Hi, Frank. Hello. Um, I, ooh, I, had, um, I had a lovely letter oh, this week. Did it was, you? I, I have it here. <laughs> a letter to the post? Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, they still, you still get those. Hmm. Um, uh, it says, um, this is from a chap called Toby Powell. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, like the Roman I seem to... No, no relation. I was lucky enough to meet Marky e. Smith years ago. Now, if any of you who are new listeners to this show, Marky e. Smith is the lead singer with a band called The Fall, which is my favourite band yeah. in all the world. Actually, he doesn't like them being called a band. He insists they be called a group. Oh, God, he's so mm. fussy. It's not pleasing him. Um, I was lucky enough to meet Mar- Marky e. Smith years ago, Toby Wrights, when I used to work for a high street bank. Mm. He was, and maybe still is, a customer of the bank and had come in into the branch for something I remember not what. Oh, I like his use of not what. Toby's gone a bit miltonic. (laughs) (laughs) Although I quite like some of their stuff, I've never been a massive fan of the four, but recognised him, who wouldn't, in brackets, said hello and asked him how things were with the band. He then mumbled something incoherent and asked (laughs) me completely randomly if I would like to have the contract he'd just signed to the two of the United States. <laughs> I said yes. <laughs> I, I seem to recall that p- this particular tour was very eventful, involving numerous changes to the lineup, as is his style. Anyway, enclosed is the said contract, which has sat in my loft for the past 12 years, waiting for a massive fan to come along to appreciate it more than I ever would. Hearing you on the radio triggered a memory that this contract was sat gathering dust, so I've decided to send it to you, seeing as you'll appreciate it more than I have. Wow. So he sent me the contract signed by Mark. So you've got the contract? Yeah. What was the signature like? A bit Shane McGowan? It was a little bit shaky, but I think it was, you know, flamboyant, let's put it that way. But who would say, not even a big four fan, do you want this contract I just signed? (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. It's it's funny you should say that, Frank, because we actually had a text in as well from one of our f- listeners, saying, Frank, you may find it interesting to know that... Are you going to swear, then? No. OK, one of our f- listeners. <laughs> you see what you're saying? So I, was, I, was, I was fretful. No. Frank, you may find it interesting to know that my dad was in the fall. Yeah. Brilliant. My dad was in the fall. Not my dad. My dad looks like Lester Piggott and works in television. Um, <laughs> that my dad was in the fall, but left for uni before the fall went to London. He left as he thought they were appalling and wanted to play Bob Dylan covers. Marquis e. Smith swore at him as he was basically a student. <laughs> as he was, what's the surname of this person? Does it say? Well, he's anonymous. Oh. Um, 560. No, Gareth. Maybe his dad had the same last three the fall digits. ever played. The village. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's been a lot of people in the fall. There is, a, there is a book called The Fallen, which is about all the people who've been thrown <laughs> out of the fall or left or whatever. But um, I'm always excited to... Uh, to hear from someone who was mm. in the fall, or who indeed whose dad was in the fall. I like the use of indeed. Then was a bit BBC Breakfast. 
I wonder Indeed. if you got involved in that fight, which you sent us to have a look at. Well, the reason I sent you that fight, which is a famous... Uh, I mean, it was the fall at their lowest ebb. You should say it's a YouTube clip. Yeah, and it's uh, it's at Brownies in New York, and it, it's all got a bit horrible. But that's because it's from that tour that the contract was for. Oh, wow. uh-huh. So the contract is quite... I mean, I, I, am, oh, I can't tell you how thrilled I was to get it. It's already framed. There will definitely have been a moment where Marky Smith said, where's that contract? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Around, I find it. who's got that contract. <laughs> you might still take revenge. It's not completely out of the question. Oh, I'm just overwhelmed, sorry, because Gareth's wearing his good-looking brother's jacket, so I keep finding <laughs> reasons to touch him. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's made Gareth better looking. It has, hasn't it? Like that and the nomination. The, nom- the nomination. Mm. By the way, we should mention, by the fact, that you did promise if you didn't win did the award. Not promise. You did promise. I did not promise. Well, we can play We'll back. agree to differ. <laughs> we'll agree to differ. That you played the trumpet on, on, yeah. uh, on Saturday's show. It didn't happen. No. Now, that's how you let... Once you start letting the public down... That can all turn very quickly. Kerry Katona, that's my two words of advice. (laughs) Did she not play the trumpet? Oh, I think she did play the trumpet. Is that what went wrong? What would Max Clifford say? I've actually got a a key ring that says that. (laughs) So I can think of that at any time. What would Max Clifford do? (laughs) He's got this jacket. (laughs) It's not dissimilar to Max's. It's it's, it's multi-fabric. But you, you carry it off. Not everyone could. So listen, guys, I had a bit of an incident this week. I was humiliated on the tube. What, again? Well, I was forced to go on it, as if that's not bad yeah, exactly. enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you recovered from that. I know. While she was still reeling, something else happened. I buy. I wear a change... I have a change of outfit, though. I wear different clothes for the gym. Overalls. <laughs> Disposable overalls that you burn at the station. Go on, so what happened? Anyway, like, so I'm sitting on the tube, and you know, I got my book out, and it didn't even occur to me, but you know sometimes you have a book and it's a little bit embarrassing... I mean, I didn't think it was embarrassing until I got it out. Anyway, you be the judge. And, I start, and it's called the Midlife Manual. Now, the only reason I'm mm. reading that... No, but it's because I'm not quite at that Is stage Is it the autobiography yet. of Andrew Sachs? <laughs> you've, mis- you've mispronounced the whole... <laughs> no, come on, carry on. <laughs> no, so, it's is, like it, volume three, though, halfway through. Yeah, life. exactly, yeah. <laughs> the, then there's the wilderness years. Then there's the phone call. The early Manuel. The phone call brackets, I'm back. Yeah. Um, so is, what is he? I think, is it's sort it, of joking it advice. Like? It's oh, a, it's joking. Yeah, it's a bit Lubuk. It's a bit sort of... I mean, it's not quite Moylesian. I wouldn't go that far. It's a no. bit more broadsheet, but it's... Fair, you know, It's, it's not of, the Men Commandments. No. Well, I'll have you know, that's the OC. <laughs> I know that. That's his, that's his magnum opus. How dare you? Well. Um, anyway, so I started reading it, the midlife manual, and it's sort of you know you're uh, you know, about to have your midlife crisis when dot, dot, dot. Yeah. So I was relating to it, thinking, oh, this is quite interesting. Suddenly, as I got it out with the spine all kind of, you know, erect in front of me, the guy I'd opposite... I thought the spine on the midlife manual would be slightly stooped. <laughs> <laughs> on Go the on. curl. There's a guy opposite me, and there was no subtlety about it or ambiguity, he looked at the title of the book, he looked at me, and then he went, <laughs> It was uh, awful. Now, are you sure you're not being paranoid? Frank, I'm honestly not being paranoid. I saw the man laughing. I saw the whites of his eyes. They were slightly yellowy, actually. And so then I looked down. I was so depressed. And he was about 23 as well. How rude. Well, yeah, but midlife is, is a funny thing when you're 23. Just the idea that anyone could live that long, I used to find absolutely uproarious. <laughs> well... 
Mate, there's nothing funny on the back of the book, though. There's not a funny remark that he might have read. No, just Because 23-year-olds, they can read from one side of the tube train to another. I don't know how they do it. <laughs> it's like Superman. It might have had a sort of how to cope, for, you know, like a series of questions, like getting old, you know, all that sort of stuff. Well, I decided one time I was going to read um, the Harry Potter books. Oh, mm. God. And I got the first one, and uh, I, I was reading it on the tube, and I suddenly... It was like it hit me, like this terrible realisation. First of all, upon reading it, I discovered it was a children's book. I thought it would be one of those books that worked on several levels. It doesn't. It works on a very low, stupid children kind of level. Well, they get gradually more complex. For you, they do, Gareth. Well, I'm judging it off the first chapter of the the first book. Yeah, the first one is quite basic. But then I thought, oh, my God, I'm reading a children's book Mm. on public transport. And I felt profoundly... As a shame to say as I've ever felt. I mean, really? Like, mm. oh, and I couldn't put it away. I thought if I put it away now, it would be obvious mm. I'm embarrassed by it. I would right. judge someone if they're reading Harry Potter. Oh, God. If I'd have seen me on there, I would have completely <laughs> written me off as a human being for reading. Anyone over, what, 11 who reads it, you've got to worry about. I agree. Although, Gareth, you quite like them, I reckon, don't you? Yeah, I cried at well, the Well, people in glasses. You cried! You yeah, cried at Harry Potter. because well, a wizard got ill or something. What happened? Yeah, because an owl <laughs> got foul pest. Some <laughs> stupid thing like that. There was a Quidditch injury. I mean, come on! Quidditch! Yes. I didn't get that far. They hadn't started doing... I I think it's because you wear glasses. What's that? My brother had a mate when I was a kid who was mad about Buddy Holly, and I swear the only reason he liked Buddy Holly was because he wore glasses and he thought, it's possible to wear glasses and be... This was in the days when glasses was a a uh, stigma. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Is that the word? Stigmatism. Was it stigmata? Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's because you wear glasses. You think Harry Potter, he's so cool, when obviously he isn't. He is, although I think Daniel Radcliffe ruined those films. I really didn't like him. Well, he was much. quite a key part of them. Yeah. He's important. He does a thing where he talks through his bottom teeth, <laughs> and then that's all his acting is, talking through his bottom teeth. I think Very Gareth likes Harry Potter because he can't be bothered <laughs> to read anything more complicated. I'm reading I, Claudius at the moment. It's oh, taken me about wow. six months to What's get What's the I stand for? <laughs> um, Ian Claudius. <laughs> I'm assuming that's going to be a twist at the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, um, I, I'm reading you, Claudius, which is very similar, but it's mm. in the third person. <laughs> <laughs> Self-help books, though, Frank, you have to avoid those as well, like Stop Getting Dumped. I read that. Oh. I read that. I wouldn't read that You in read public. that on the tube? No, I wouldn't read that in public. I read... Um, I was reading Fabio Capello's biography, and I took that on the tube to read... And I suddenly Not thought... Not autobiography, that no, was. No, no, it's very bad. It's, but it was in Italian. <laughs> yeah, all oh, right. Uh, no, but I was reading it, and I suddenly thought, now, if I saw me on the tube reading a football book, I'd think, oh, trying a bit too hard, look at me, Mr Football. Nee, 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 oh, nee. yeah, I was thinking So that. that, you know, it can work both... It's like when yeah. I, I sat at the side of a, a pool... Um, on a holiday in the south of France, reading Malloy by Samuel Beckett. Oh, one of my favourites. And I, I, everyone else is reading, you know, A Year in Provence and stuff like mm. that. And Dad I, Brown. And I, I felt people looking at me and, and like thinking that I was reading it just so people would say, oh, clever, clever, clever. But is that a play? That's a play. No, it's a, it's a novel. A novel, oh dear. It's not plays a... you can get through quite quickly. Yeah, but, but you don't want to be reading us. plays by the pool. If I started reading plays by the pool, I wouldn't be able to resist saying to a couple of people, excuse me, can you... <laughs> do you mind reading the part? 
Yeah, of Lockie in this. It's quite it's one big speech, but it's mainly fun. it's a lot of mind I don't stuff. like that either. It's a bit Stephen Fry to do that, isn't it? Well, to read a play. Yeah. I'd only read a play if I'd been offered a play. And if <laughs> I'd been offered a play, I wouldn't read it in public. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You can't read much in public. I guess it must be difficult being a public figure. Yes, it is. <laughs> so also... Um, what was that Prince Charles? Prince Charles yeah, yeah. wears old clothes, is that yeah. right? Well, Prince Charles said that, because he's very <laughs> into the environment and stuff. Can I just he? say I'm a big fan of Prince Charles's silly old fullness. It's one of my favourite yeah. things. Um, he, he said, because he's into the environment and everything, and he said that everyone should, um, should recycle clothes, wear vintage clothes, because a lot of energy goes into making clothes. Like so, like a thing in you know in a shop that would just you know a t-shirt you would just wear once maybe, like takes a huge amount of energy to create. No, it doesn't. So he's into, thinking it's yeah. because his clothes are made by people who them exactly. by hand. It takes fourteen manservants to fashion his calves. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, twenty Malaysian women on sewing machines—they got that coat <laughs> knocked off in no time at all for twenty p. Right. What? But also, well, no, but what you don't know is a lot of water. It takes a lot of water to dye anyway. It takes a lot of energy to make clothes. It's a lot of water. To a make lot of clothes. water to make clothes <laughs> with a dying process. Doesn't Emily knows about clothes? Well, yeah, back me up but I, no, I'm not going to back you up. Okay. I'm not. No, what I mean. No, is but I, just that it makes a lot of energy. Oh, I see. His family People are rubbish say. at the dying process. They take ages. <laughs> no, but I would argue Prince Charles <laughs> that flying a private jet around the world takes Got a bit that. more energy. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. I think he just runs and then glides. <laughs> <laughs> it's what he does. I just like. He said that he'd got. Uh, I, anyway, he said, yeah, he said you should have vintage clothes, and he said that he's been wearing the same winter coat for 26 years. <laughs> Oh, God. And he's 62, <coughs> isn't he? Something like that. So he's he's wearing the same coat in his 60s that he wore in his 30s. Now, what does no, that no tell you? No wonder he looks like Lloyd George. It tells you what he looked like in his 30s. Thir- I don't think there's anything in my th- I wore in my 30s. I'm planning to be wearing in my 60s a similar style. It just shows he's always been an old bloke. Yeah. And uh, it just gets me that he doesn't, he doesn't know anything about the world. I think we'd agree with that. I mean, he's probably saying, yeah, went vintage clothes. My mum, she's got this hat from uh, <laughs> 1661. Like this big gold metal hat Ever with so nice. jewels in. Ever so nice, apparently, is very valuable. What, the, the Prince Edward crown? <laughs> yes. It's, oh, God, it's lasted. Oh, it's lasted. <laughs> also, he said he's got a pair of shoes yeah. that are made from recycled leather mm. that was found in an 18th century wreck. Well, the shoes were found in the wreck. No, or they're the, fashion the, are, they, are they pumps? No, the le- <laughs> <laughs> they weren't working. <laughs> no, the leather was found in an 18th century wreck, and the shoes are made from that leather. So he's like recycling oh, leather. They must be like an old Cornish pasty. <laughs> Horrible. Oh no, I've seen him with a crumpled old Parker. <laughs> 18th century oh, wreck. Um, well, that's it. On the subject of you know about clothes, Emily. Oh, I ha- do. I know about clothes. I um. Really. I did a photo shoot yeah. um, last week, and um, I at the end of it, the woman said, you can keep those shoes, if you like. Isn't that a great moment? Now you've sweated into them. It's a lovely moment, mm. yeah. And I was very pleased. I really liked these shoes. So I went out in that night, and they absolutely crippled me. Can we just say first, what can we establish the design and look of the shoe? Well, they're a sort of a grey suede boot. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, it's a bit Russell Brand for you, Frank. <laughs> well, they're not. They're not. They just come to just underneath my genitals. Are they pointy? Okay. <laughs> But they flare at the end, puss in boots style. <laughs> oh, are they pointy? 
Um, they're too pointy for my wide feet. Oh, let's put it that I, way. I'm going to have to look at these. I don't know how appropriate they are. Well, anyway, I, um, I, I walked home in them. I thought the best thing to mm. do, because I have this notion, which mm. I have no personal experience of, is that one can break in shoes. Mm. Right. Now, in my own personal experience, if shoes hurt you early on, they hurt you forever. Yeah. But people have said to me, no, I wear them around the house, and they, they, they ne- that's never happened for me. And I got in, crippled, and I looked at my feet, and they were all bashed up and red and a bit of blister and broken skin and stuff. And I thought, this is terrible. But then almost every woman I've been out with has had feet like that all the time. Well, that's what I was going to say. What, you said that like that's a weird thing. The fact is, beauty is pain. Normally, to wear something that I like, it's going to be uncomfortable. Something every day is hurting me. Today it's my bra, but let's not go into that. Your bra is yeah, hurting Tomorrow you. it'll be my shoes. Some aspect of my outfit will be hurting me. But if you, if you get a bra that hurts you, do you think I'll wear this around the house and see if I can break it <laughs> in? No. No, but I do think with the shoes, Frank, if you like them, you're, gonna, you're just going to have to accept they will always hurt a little bit, I'm afraid. I was wondering about asking someone with slightly bigger feet to wear them around the house. Oh, God. Is that bad? Because this would work with your bra as well. well. (laughs) (laughs) Rusty Lee, it depends who you're going to ask. Which of your celebrities... I don't think David Baddiel's got big feet, has he? No, he's got smaller feet than me. I I think also he had a bit of trench foot (laughs) in, in, uh, in Ypres. He was in Ypres, I don't know if you know, during the Great War. Yeah, he was very close with Siegfried Sassoon. Was he the hairdresser? Um, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, he has, he has to diet regularly now. Not easy in a helmet. <laughs> well, I, I just don't want to throw them away. When when we used to... I remember when I used to have football boots as a kid. Mm. There was all these methods. They used to say, if they're a bit tight, soak them in urine. What? Uh, that's just an excuse for people who have boots soaked in urine. No, yeah, maybe that, what that right. is, is that's just in Birmingham. <laughs> no, but that's what they used to say, apparently. <laughs> Are they trying to break in Birmingham? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. when I, uh, of course, when I was drinking, I soaked many, many pairs of shoes in urine. <laughs> None of them got any bigger. And bacon fat round the, the heel was another one. Oh, I don't like I just don't, I don't They're a really nice pair of shoes, and well, once more, they were free. <laughs> you yeah. should just wear them around the house. That's back. a good idea. Maybe you should do that. But Albert downstairs, he moans if you wear a leather sole. <laughs> <laughs> he does. That's the upstairs, downstairs. Now he moans because, uh, you know, because we've got a wooden floor. Yeah. That's like... quite selfish. Can I just say to be in a penthouse and have a wooden floor? We should have carpets. It's not fair on the neighbours. Yeah, but Albert, he must be. <laughs> he must be 70 odd. I just. I thought. Eventually, Albert, you won't be able to hear it. Have you noticed it getting quieter in recent years? <laughs> He'll feel the Soon it'll be gone. There'll be vibrations, I know it is. Uh, but you want slippers, so mostly you wear slippers or what do you wear? Well, I'll go barefoot, but I will not walk in a stocking foot on a wooden stair. It's dangerous. Mm. <laughs> Anyone listening, note that you heard it here first. Well, perhaps not first, but you heard mm. it here anyway. So, um, what's new with you, Gareth? Um, I... Um, I got the train here. That's not new. I do that every week. Okay. I met a man because I've just got back from Edinburgh. You Festival. met a man. That's new. I met a man. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let's hear it. What's new? What kind of introduction is that? Um, I was um on the um platform. Well, actually, I was in the cafe just off the platform of Bournemouth Station. Well, that's the geography sort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, 
I was minding my own business. I'd ordered a bacon and cheese melt. Are we in a local law court? Are you reading this from a notepad? Were you proceeding in a northerly direction, by any chance? Okay, you'd ordered. A, what was it? Do you have a bacon melt? It? Bacon and cheese melt. Oh, that's oh, just. That, right. that might that be just a thing spot. for my tight shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, brand shoes. it was soaked in urine. Mm. So perfect. Oh. Any, dri- <laughs> any drinks to accompany the um, melt? I'd, I had a bottle of water in my bag. Oh, okay. Mm. So I, I, I sat down to. Oh, I, got, I ordered a cup of tea. I tell a lie. I ordered a cup of tea. <laughs> so what? Come on. And um, a man came up to me and said, As oh. Sigmund Freud used to say to me, <laughs> cut to the chaise. Oh, I like that, Frank. I've got a. A man came up to me and he pointed at my Omnicord case. How dare he? And he said, I've yeah, got I've one. Some names for <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know there was only one. No, um, we should say to our listeners that an omnichord is an instrument that Gareth plays on um, on stage, and you will have heard him playing the Fridge song yes. on mm-hmm. on our show. At some you point. can watch uh, YouTube on YouTube. Dave the Fridge is on YouTube. Is it? And um, which ties in nicely to the end of the story. So just a little bit of a teaser. Yes. Meanwhile, um, back with the bacon and back. cheese melt over on the east side. So you're approached by a man. <laughs> he said, "I've got one of those," and um, he was a trained man, a trained had he, conductor. Had he eaten this, or was he in the process of eating? <laughs> no, he, he, also, he kept his at home. Gal, what's a train man? <laughs> you find I like the train man. The builder. <laughs> exactly. He was a train man. Choo choo. <laughs> <laughs> he was either a conductor or a um, driver. I hope he wasn't a driver wandering around the carriages. <laughs> He wasn't. I wasn't on the train yet. Oh. And he said that he used to have an Omnicord, and he got his at the 1984 Ideal Home Exhibition. Oh. Blimey. I like the sound Is of the that... 1984 Ideal yeah. Home Exhibition. Was there actually a 1984 Ideal Home Exhibition? Because I, it, it became the Ideal Home Show, Did it? didn't it? But oh. I'm not sure when. Mm. Our listeners on there. Yes. The problem is, it's the Ideal Home Show, but it's actually at the Earl's Court Exhibition Centre. So you can imagine the confusion that's oh. ensued. I'm very impressed mm. by your knowledge of the event, though. Well, I used to be a bit fascinated by the Ideal Homes Exhibition because I've always wanted an ideal home. I think we all have. Yeah. Well, I like the idea that in 1984, they, their idea of the ideal home had an Omnicord in it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that is course, bizarre. Yeah. Every home should have an Omnicord. They um, really thought it was going to take the world by storm. So he's been playing it for... Yeah. Well, so 20... He, he he plays the accordion in a band. What, the train man? He yeah. was very chatty, the train yeah, man, no, he told me I quite find them usually not that friendly. Quite yeah, reticent, no, I find no, them. the Omnicord brings people together. I've heard that. Um, he plays the accordion in a band, and he says every now and then he brings his Omnicords along to show, to show them off, because people haven't seen them before. No. And it's true. And he said that one day he was walking along the train and he saw a young man trying to play an omnicord and trying to work it out. And he said, oh, I've got one of those. It's his opening line. Yeah. And um, Sounds a bit like grooming, though. I don't like the way he says it to young men all <laughs> yeah. the time. It's a bit creepy. Um, yeah, no, it, in a urinal, it doesn't work <laughs> at all. Um, and he said um, he showed the guy how to play it. And he said he on sh- the train. Yeah, and he showed him by playing "When You're Smiling," the song "When You're Smiling." I know it well. And he said, and I started with the first four bars, and I thought, oh dear, I'm going to have to sing here. So yeah. he started singing it, and he sang all of "When You're Smiling." Oh. When you're smiling. A rail employee sang "When You're Smiling." <laughs> yeah, I'm, glad our, I'm glad our money's going to uh, being wisely spent. 
Well, I think that there should be more of that on Actually, the train. Actually, we don't pay them anymore mm. anyway. No, they But I, I... And it would have probably been to the... When you're smiling... When you're smiling... When the whole... To smiles... Because you've got to go with the rhythm of the train. I mean, you can't fight that. I know. I love that. So, yeah, it was really nice. And I, I told him my email address, my my um, website address. Well, and you swapped the- numbers with the train man. <laughs> no, oh, I gave desperate. I gave him my website address and told you him that, numbers. that David Fridge was on YouTube. And he's gone on it and he put a comment on it. And we, we're going to meet... Um, You're going to meet the <laughs> train gonna, man? We're going to meet in the underpass at three o'clock tomorrow. Sounds <laughs> 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 ever so good. Not that uh, bit. What was his comment? He said, he said... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never speak to me again. No, he said he really liked it. That's absolutely fabulous. <laughs> Wait, I've got the actual... I can tell you the actual comment. He said, loved video and song, Gareth. It was great to meet you on Bournemouth Station this morning. Graham. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> no, I, I, I like it because nice. I think people... It, it, it's bring, I once got in a cab and the bloke... Suddenly, the driver suddenly brought up the subject of Scalextric. Mm. Is it Scalectrics or Scalectrics? Scalectrics. Does it end with an X or a C? I think it's X. an X. It ends with yeah. an X. Scalectrics. I've, I've called it Scalectric for years. Yes. What a fool I've been. <laughs> and he said to me, uh, he's just talking, he just, he forced it into the, he shoehorned it into the conversation, scale electrics. We were talking, I think I was talking about um, Buddhism. <laughs> and um, he said, oh yeah, I do, um, I do the, uh, the Grand Prix. Right. I said, oh, what do you mean you do the Grand He said, well, when, we, when there's a Grand Prix in a country, we all travel out to scale electrics enthusiasts and we have a, we have accompanying scale electrics Grand Prix. And I said, ah, that's, you know, brilliant. I've never heard of that before. He said, uh, did you have a... I said, yeah, I had one when I was a kid. He said, well, yeah, it's a bit of a different business. And he hand... You know, there's like a little hole where you pay them the change. He handed me a Scalextrix <laughs> toy. <through there. laughs> he said, have a look at the brush on that. <laughs> so yeah. I looked at... There's like a metal brush on the bottom. Yeah, little, he said, yeah. you see how we, we narrow it for greater speed? Wow. So not only was he talking about it as a cat... He, he had props with it's it. it was, oh, he had yeah. visual aids. I mean, he gave me the whole thing. And I, I, there isn't enough of that. People don't talk to each other on public transport at all. I love it. Do you know, by the way, that... Um, you know Half Man, Half Biscuit? You know that band? No. They had a, a track called Took Problem Chimp to Ideal Home Show. <laughs> 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 it's very good. It's very clever lyrics. Try it out. To be our listeners, it just, you know... They're very good half man, half biscuit. I'd I'd recommend they. What's new with you, uh, Emily? I think you might need to line up. I you know I know this anecdote coming. I think you might need to line up the music for this. Well, we'll I don't see. Know. Yeah. I mean, I don't well, know well, we'll see about that. If it's that. got a very strong punchline, I think we'll it's not need really to... a punchline. No. It was just that I overheard. I love overhearing a bit of a conversation. It's my mm. favourite pastime. Don't you love that? Oh God, yeah. I'll just sit there listening. You and Gareth, that's my favourite. Oh, I was in Waterstones once and an old woman said to this woman, she was with, look at all these books like a library. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, you know, I've never made that comparison before. (laughs) Well, I I heard a woman, I was in Starbucks, and she was having this conversation with another woman and they were discussing sort of just things like how to get back home and, oh, we'll get that train and, you know, all that. Mundanities, I'll call them. Mm. And then apropos of nothing, she suddenly said, do you know... 
If someone ever asked me to choose between maths or swimming lessons, I'd choose maths every time. No contest. Was it Stephen Hawking? <laughs> I think it sounds like it could be you. Because those... Yeah. Are, isn't that right, though? Because well, you don't like swimming. That's true, I wouldn't. And, and no and contest. You love I love the no contest. Yeah. And, and a contest, a swimming <laughs> contest, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> I, w- I will not do a gala if there's a church service as the option. Yeah, well, I hate... I can't swim, as you know, and I'm, I'm frightened of water, I'll be absolutely honest with you. So I had to... Uh, when I used to have swimming lessons, I used to get... My heart would be thumping as, t- as soon as I smelled the... Uh, is it chlorine or the chloride? chlorine, yeah. Chlorine. Chlor- chlor- no, chloride. Chlorine or chlorine. No, chlorine. What One's in the drinking water. Not with a D. There's no D. I'm telling you what it is, and you're both ignoring what me is like it? 70s men. Um, What's that, It's chlorine. Chlorine. <laughs> chlorine. As soon as, soon as, I, as, soon as I smelt it, babe, I... Uh, <laughs> My heart used to thump. I used to get really frightened. And my swimming teacher, who was a very good teacher, he, he used to make me do the wet walk. What's that? And that's very embarrassing. Well, he'd say... the that when just, you've got urine-soaked shoes? <laughs> 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 he said, um, the thing is that to get you used to it, first of all, um, you need to just be aware and get used to the water and all that. So I used to do two or three lengths just walking. Did you walking on the? It wasn't wasn't that deep then. No, I was on the surface. Walking along the bottom. <laughs> this is why I chose mass over. <laughs> no, no, it, no, it, it wasn't deep. No, I couldn't go anywhere that was out of my depth. Okay. I, would, I would have had a heart attack unless there was a small accompanying raft. Oh, I bet it took a long time though, because it takes time through water, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. So I used to walk up, and there'd be people in there swimming, looking at me, thinking, I don't think they could quite work out what was oh, going so on. I looked like I was swimming pool. very upright. No, it wasn't a private pool. Oh, I'm sorry. So, um, <laughs> I looked like so I was swimming, ways. but completely upright. <laughs> yeah. Like, a, you know, like when a, you know when a horse swims, and it looks like it's just like, that. not that different from when it's just, say, going into a pub. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I, that was, oh. that was terrifying. Yeah, but it was only terrifying because there were other people there. Why didn't you just go in your pool? <laughs> what? My own, I don't have a pool. Oh, perhaps I'm... if I had a pool, I'd probably get overcome my fear of. That's what I mean. Yeah, mm. maybe I'll get one. Then we're on the eleventh floor. What's Albert going to say? <laughs> Can we install a pool? He's going to sniff out that chlorine. <laughs> I don't know. If he has so many halls, mentholiptus lozenges, he'd probably cloud the whole thing out. I mean, masks can be frightening. A lot of people I see get nervous before the handshake. Mm. There's a bit where they do the sign of peace and you have to shake hands and say peace be with you. And I could see people looking, they don't like it. During the swine flu thing, people used to be very wary. Mm. Wear a glove, wear a leather glove, start out. Just to put on before. I I was thinking that maybe some sort of hawking gauntlet (laughs) I could just put on, just as as it comes on. Or maybe an artificial hand. (laughs) No, it is quite, uh, I do see people looking very, and there's also that, there's always a a, a dilemma. You shake hands with the people around you. There's the people that don't look at you when they shake hands, and I never like that. They look in the opposite direction. Is that because you're a celebrity, though? I think it's because I'm trying to do a tongi. <laughs> oh, God. But then you think, sometimes people look at you like two rows away, and then there's that moment, are we going to try and shake? It's a bit of a reach. I don't want to topple, mm. and I don't yeah. want to bring the whole pew over. Okay. It's, these are the dilemmas that the, the modern-day believer has. Obviously, it doesn't affect most of the population who choose the swimming lesson. Mm-hmm. Mm. They're both things that you do if you're scared of dying, though. Swimming lessons and mass. If you don't do one, you need to do the other. Yes. 
I don't think we can follow that. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio.